Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. 620 CKRM is proud to be your voice for everything ag. Welcome to SaskAg Today with your host, Ryan Young. Hey everyone, good afternoon. Welcome to SaskAg Today. It's brought to you by Milligan Bio, the leading buyer of heated and damaged canola in Saskatchewan, wants to buy your seed. Visit MilliganBio.com. And brought to you by the Arcola Co-op. You're at home here on Highway 13 in Arcola. Here's what we got going on today. Cattle prices are up and the executive director of Canfax provided insight as to what's keeping prices high and how long it may last. The current geopolitical climate is unstable and an analyst attempts to make sense of it. And Protein Industries Canada and Innovate UK want to collaborate more with food companies. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. You're listening to Saskag today on 620 CKRM. This is Saskag today with 620 CKRM Ag News Director Ryan Young. Saskag today is brought to you by Johnston's Grain, your first and last stop for grain pricing and crop protection, and Farm Fresh Water. Fix your water problems. Visit farmfreshwater.ca. The cattle industry has been enjoying record high prices recently. Brenna Grant is the executive director of Canfax, a Calgary-based organization that provides analysis of the cattle markets and trends. She says there are a few factors contributing to beef prices skyrocketing. One is an earlier-than-normal start of calves coming to market. Typically starts around mid-September, but this year it started around August. Playing into that early run is dry conditions in parts of the prairies. Grant also noted a trend with producers not seen, seen in previous years. Well, one thing that we have seen this year that we haven't seen in previous years is a larger volume of Ford delivery sales on the electronics in July and August for that September, October, November delivery period. And that has really been um, a risk management tool that cow-calf producers have taken advantage of in terms of locking in those prices early. She says prices today are higher compared to the previous peak in 2015, as well as from this time a year ago. Prices right now are over a dollar per pound higher than they were a year ago. Um, so it's been a significant increase on the gross revenue side for producers. Grant says with the higher prices come higher costs. Yeah, so actually with these record high prices, we are projecting that cow-calf margins in both Alberta and Ontario are going to be the highest we've seen since 2015. Uh, and our cow-calf cost production network recognizes that, you know, no one's average. We have this variety of production systems across the country, but our projections are that with all of the different production systems in that cost production network, um, that all of them would be able to cover cash costs this fall, and that a large majority would be covering both cash and depreciation costs. 
The provincial cattle herd has decreased, but Grant sees it as a short-term story. We're probably on January 1, we will be down with a contraction. And part of that is we've seen our yearling run show um, large heifer placements into feedlots. And so this summer, uh, that decision was already made in terms of the breeding herd. But there's still optimism, uh, you know, for younger producers that are looking at these margins and saying, I want to grow my herd to retain heifer calves this fall. And with that, while we may be down on January 1st, we have an opportunity that come 2025 that the herd would start to grow. She was asked, how long can we expect the high prices to last? Well, really, this market is being driven by tight North American cattle supplies. And with the placements um, of yearling heifers this summer, that really is a locked in next year's production. And the fact that we're going to continue to be tight across North America and continue to support high prices into 2024. Um, once we get into the second half of 2025 and beyond, it really depends on heifer retention this fall of those heifer calves. And so we have at least two solid years and maybe a third before we see um, price pressure come from expansion of the North American cow herd. While beef prices have been high, pork prices are quite low. Here's Grant's take on the contrast. Yeah, we've been... Um, surprised by the North American consumers' um, resilience and uh, desire to keep beef on the center of the plate, and that's something that we like to see. Uh, but we've also seen, as mentioned, you know, that switching down in categories towards ground beef, and that's some of the consumer response to general food inflation and um, having their pocketbook pinched with higher grocery prices. But some of the research that was done in the United States back with the record high prices in 2014-15 really showed that on the beef side of things, uh, we may have dropped off the lower income consumer, but we retained the high income consumer that was less likely to switch to other proteins and um, was really willing to pay that price to continue eating beef. In contrast, uh, the pork sector um, has been um, harder hit um, over all demographics uh, during this time period. And um, those things vary uh, from one commodity to another. Brenna Grant is the executive director of Calgary-based Canfax. You're listening to Saskag Today on 620 CKRM. Up next is our feature on an analyst providing his take on the current geopolitical climate. We're back with Saskag Today with Ryan Young on 620 CKRM. The segment of Saskag Today is brought to you by Prairie 6-inch. For Prairie 6-inch eaves trough size matters. So see Prairie 6-inch eaves trough, your farm shop specialist. PrairieEavesTrough.ca And Western Ag Professional Agronomy. If you want to make cropping decisions with confidence, visit GrowMoreProfit.com. The world is changing. And no one is sure about what lies ahead for the next five years. Geopolitical risk analysts such as Jacob Shapiro are paid to examine all the moving parts in many countries. Shapiro says we are moving toward a time what he it calls or what he calls rather multipolarity. 
So there's not going to be a country like the United States that is the top dog. There's not even going to be a bipolar conflict like between the U.S. and the Soviet Union. There's not going to be a Cold War between the U.S. and China either. That's not what I think the future looks like. Instead, I think you're going to see different blocks of rising and falling great powers. Shapiro says the U.S. and China are the largest powers, but he points to five other countries where change is happening quickly. And that's why I think it's really important to sit down and say, well, what are the centers of gravity? Where is change happening the most? And for me, it's in those rising countries, Mexico, India, Brazil, Turkey, Indonesia. I may add some countries to that list. I may take some countries off of that list. But right now, those are the places where change is happening the most rapidly. We talk about China because it's huge. And I'm not saying don't pay attention to China, but you're going to pay attention to China even if you don't. It's on the front pages. It's every headline. That's what's going to sell the newspapers. On the agricultural file, Shapiro has questions about the connection between food and energy. It seems to me that we have tremendous food insecurity in the world, and yet we use roughly half of the calories that we plant towards energy and towards animal feed and things like that. Um, And both of those things can't be true. We can't be so out of food that we can't feed Africa, and yet we have so much food that we can just afford to have, you know, 50% of what we grow going into the energy matrix. Shapiro says many people have sensory overload about the Russia-Ukraine war, but adds that things can change quickly and warns not to be complacent about what is happening. Another point of concern is the United States and the extreme political polarization. So I think we have a real problem in this country about the legitimacy of political institutions, and we're going to have to figure that out. So it happened in the late 60s and 1970s, and Reagan kind of helped bring us back to center. It happened in the late 1920s, and FDR brought us back to center. The other problem is that it happened in the 1850s, and nobody brought us back to center, and a lot of people died for silly, foolish reasons. So I don't think that that's the trajectory that we're on, but that is now a realistic enough scenario that I have to talk about it, and uh, that's pretty sobering. Jacob Shapiro is a U.S.-based geopolitical analyst who explains and predicts global trends spoke last week at a farm event in North Dakota. You're listening listening to Saskag today on 620 CKRM. Coming up next is today's Ag Review. You're tuned in to Saskag today on your voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. Today's Ag Review with Doug Falconer of GX94 is brought to you by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamps Integra Tire in Grenfell your locally owned Integra Tire dealers. Saskatchewan Agriculture Minister David Merritt is leading a trade and investment mission to Mexico to further international relationships, investment attraction, and opportunities in the agriculture and mining sectors. Members of Saskatchewan Trade and Export Partnership, or STEP, will be joining the delegation to attend the Food Tech Summit and Expo in Mexico City. The Food Tech Summit is a gathering of over 20,000 buyers, investors, and experts in the agri-foods industry. STEP and the rest of the delegation will be hosting a booth and attending various events to position Saskatchewan as the destination of choice for agri-foods innovation and investment. The delegation also plans to meet with several agri-food companies outside of the summit. The minister's delegation will depart today and return on Friday. Even after 21 months of highly pathogenic avian influenza cases in Canada, including three new cases in domestic birds so far this month, Canada's stamping out policy for the virus remains in effect. 
Reports from the Canadian Food Inspection Agency, or CFIA, showed no avian flu detections in domestic birds from May 6th up until September 11th, when a commercial chicken and turkey broiler and layer operation east of New Dayton in southern Alberta's Warner County was found to have the virus. According to the CFIA's report to the World Organization for Animal Health, 390 birds on that premises died of the virus, and another 1,570 were euthanized. The CFIA on Thursday reported detection of a new outbreak on another commercial poultry operation in the southwestern Saskatchewan RM of Maple Creek. Details on the number and type of poultry affected at that premises aren't yet available. A third outbreak was confirmed Friday in domestic birds at a non-commercial, non-poultry premises in central Alberta's Red Deer County. CN and CPKC Rail supplied a combined 88% of hopper cars ordered in Grain Week 7, a decline from the previous week's 92% order fulfillment performance and the worst performance of the year so far. The deterioration in overall performance reflects a decline in performance for each of CN and CPKC. In supplying 87% of hopper cars ordered on time in Week 7, CN saw performance decline from the 88% order fulfillment performance they posted in Week 6. CN performance remains below the 90% performance threshold for the third consecutive week and for the fourth time in the last five weeks. CPKC order fulfillment performance declined more significantly, with the railway supplying 90% of shipper orders in Week 7 as compared to 95% order fulfillment performance in Week 6. Despite the decline, CPKC continues its run with now 23 straight weeks with order fulfillment performance at or above the 90% threshold. The overall fund position in Ice Futures Canola flipped from a net long to a net short during the week ended Tuesday, marking the first net short position in the commodity in just over two months. That's according to the latest Commitments of Traders report from the U.S. Commodity Futures Trading Commission. As of Tuesday, the net managed money short position in canola futures came in at 14,538 contracts, a shift of about 17,000 contracts from the previous week's small net long position. Open interest in the canola market was up by nearly 13,000 contracts from the previous week, at 305,099 contracts. At the Chicago Board of Trade, fund traders were still holding a net long position in soybeans, but it was down by about 29,000 contracts on the week at roughly 38,400 contracts. Ontario's livestock producers could see more and improved options for pickup and sustainable disposal of dead stock through a new federal-provincial program now on offer. The Ontario and federal governments have opened the intake for applications under what they're calling the Increasing Dead Stock Capacity Initiative, budgeted for $1.5 million over two years. The program, to be delivered by Ontario's Agricultural Adaptation Council, is meant to help improve the removal, handling and the disposal of dead stock through cost-shared funding of projects that address immediate and short-term dead stock capacity needs at businesses and municipalities in Ontario. 
And that's today's Ag Review. I'm Doug Falconer. It's your Saskag Today weather on your voice of Saskatchewan. 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Today, mainly sunny with winds out of the south at 20 kilometers an hour, high of 23. Tonight, a few clouds, southeast wind at 20, low 10 degrees. Mainly sunny tomorrow, winds from the southeast at 20 increasing to 40, and gusting up to 60 kilometers an hour near noon, high of 24, the low 10. Sunny on Wednesday, high of 23, the low 7. Thursday, sunny, high of 19, the low 3. Sunny again on Friday, high of 20, the low 7. Saturday, cloudy, and it has a 60% chance of showers for that day, high of 15, the low 7. Partly cloudy for Sunday, 17 degrees is the high. Normal highs for this period are 16, normal lows 1 degree. Sun rose at 649 this morning, and the sun will set at around 650 tonight. Taking a look around the province, in Estevan and Saskatoon, 21, Swift Current, 23, Weyburn, 22, and Yorkton, 16 degrees. The warm spot is in Moose Jaw, 25, Cool spot in Uranium City at 10.4. In Regina, partly cloudy, south-southeast wind at 13, humidity at 48%, temperature 22 degrees or 72 Fahrenheit, barometric pressure is at 102.1 and rising. In Moose Jaw, partly cloudy, south wind at 11, temperature again 25 degrees. And again in Regina, partly cloudy, south-southeast wind at 13 kilometers an hour, temperature 22. Back in a moment. Catch up with all your ag news anytime at saskagtoday.com. Now, back to Saskag Today with Ryan Young on 620 CKRM. This portion of Saskag Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers, where you're guaranteed the best buying and selling experience. McDougalAuction.com. Two organizations want food companies with innovative project ideas to come forward to meet a growing demand of plant-based food and ingredients. Protein Industries Canada and Innovate UK is offering $20 million for collaborative research and development projects that can help diversify protein options in the world. CEO of Protein Industries Canada, Bill Grohl, says they're looking for specific projects. Delight would be um, an example where we have an ingredient manufacturer in Canada. In Canada, we're developing new and novel ingredients because of the diverse crop mix that we have here. And so those ingredient manufacturers are always looking for new customers, both in Canada, but also in export markets, because uh, we'll need to export the vast majority of ingredients we produce here because we produce such large volumes of them. And many companies around the world don't know how to use Canadian ingredients because they're unique, either the, from a functionality perspective or from you know the taste and texture that they provide. So this collaborative innovation could look at a project where we've got a plant-based food company in the UK that's looking for new and novel ingredients from Canada. And so a project could be where they're using Canadian-based ingredients and looking at creation of new products for the UK market. He adds companies from Canada and the United Kingdom can submit an expression of interest to them. 
Yeah, we do need partners from both Canada and the UK. And so the, the joint projects will be developed together with um, uh, kind of research plans from both sides of the company. The Canadian side will be co-funded through Protein Industries Canada, and the UK side will be funded through an organization in the UK called Innovate UK. When a company gets approved, Grohl explains the next steps. Yeah, so we've got a team of people here at Protein Industries Canada that can do a couple things. They can help connect you with UK companies that might be a good fit, and they can also help you develop the whole entire R&D project. And so I think the first step would be to reach out to Protein Industries Canada, and uh, and we can get companies set up with uh, the development of a project, and probably more importantly in this case, connections with UK-based companies. The call for projects is the latest endeavor of a working relationship between the two organizations and includes both sides taking a turn sending a delegation of companies to Canada and the UK. A British delegation was at the Protein Industries Canada AGM in Edmonton last week, among other places in this country. And in a week, we're taking uh, seven Canadian companies back to the UK as part of this joint R&D collaboration. We're taking over a number of companies that are both ingredient manufacturers and have innovative technologies in the plant-based food space. And we're touring a number of different food innovation centers. And we're attending a conference called Future Food Tech, which brings together the alternative protein and plant-based food sector in all of Europe together in London. And so we're really exposing our Canadian companies to all the opportunities that exist from a collaborative innovation perspective. So we'll be in the UK for a week with a number of Canadian companies making connections. And the UK delegation uh, was in Canada. How did that all go? What was kind of the feedback like? Yeah, it it was great. And so it wasn't just that Protein Industries Canada, they kind of started out in, uh, they toured a lot. They went to the food centre in Saskatoon, they went to the food centre in Leduc. I think today they're actually off at the University of Guelph in Ontario. And uh, what we hosted in conjunction with our annual general meeting, which was a matchmaking opportunity. So we had about 30 or 35 of our member companies here in Edmonton uh, talking about innovation in the plant-based food space and making connections with those EU, um, sorry, UK-based companies. So the feedback's been very, very positive. Like I say, there's a lot of uh, joint interest in the work that both countries are doing, and it's uh, a really great opportunity for collaborative innovation. EOIs are being accepted until November 1st. All projects must be completed by March 31st, 2026. You're listening to Saskag Today on 620 CKRM. You're tuned in to Saskag Today on your voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskag Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies, small town lumberyard, big on service. ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com There is an excellent opportunity to improve your leadership and communication skills. Saskanola wants to hear from levy-paying producers interested in taking a two-day course from the evening of November 22nd to noon on the 24th in Saskatoon. It is called Learn to Lead, and it has been around for several years and is funded by the various crop development commissions. John Fair from Herschel participated in Learn to Lead in the spring of 2022 and was later elected to the Sask Canola Board of Directors. 
Yeah, Neil, I'd say that was probably the biggest thing is it just kind of gave me that little nudge, a little bit of confidence and an affirmation that I have a place on a board. I have the skill set to be a part of this. And so that Learn to Leave program for me was just a kind of a final prompting to put my name forward and and, uh, step out. The 25 participants receive personal and professional development training in several areas. Everything from governance, how governance looks on boards, what healthy governance looks like. It covers communications and teamwork within boards. It covers media relations and how to communicate with media. It talks about you and and your uh, own leadership styles and kind of delves into that and how you may fit within a board. and, And we all have different personalities and we have to kind of learn what our strengths are and how we can kind of uh, interact within boards, playing off our strengths. We had a a session where we learned etiquette. And as a farmer, we don't often spend a lot of time in real formal situations, but that session itself was actually uh, probably one of the more beneficial and, and, and a session that I really enjoyed. Plus, the food was great. So, Learn to lead participants cover all demographics, male and female, as well as younger and older. We had a diversity of backgrounds, be it cattle, mixed grain, and then with that, uh, uh, real diverse background when it comes to off-farm experience as well. So uh, people that have worked in different aspects of the agriculture industry. The group that we had was very diversified and very engaged. And that's, that, I think that's what really made that course for me was the level and the depth of interaction that we had and uh, both uh, within sessions and then sitting around the table um, in our downtime. Fair goes on to say. The skill sets that come out of these, uh, uh, this Learn to Lead program, you can take that to a, a commodity board or uh, you can use those in your local communities, RMs, school boards, curling ranks, credit unions, co-ops. We have a lot of opportunities to serve in leadership roles uh, in our own communities and the skill sets that are developed and honed in in a course like Learn to Lead can be used in all those uh, venues. There is no charge to participants accepted into the Learn to Lead program. If you're interested, check out the SAS Canola website or shoot an email to info at sascanola.com. Now, Friday was the official deadline, but calls from interested producers will still be accepted early this week as well. You can call 306-975-0262 and ask for Ellen. Again, the number 306-975-0262. You're listening to Saskag today on 620 CKRM. Coming up next is the market update. Here's the market update with Ryan Young on 620 CKRM. Grain prices at Viterra were down in early trading today. Canola is down $6.70 to $6.72.72. Number one red spring wheat is down $2.25 to $3.32.01. And the rest were unchanged. Durham at $5.14.74. Feed barley $2.72.58. Chickpeas 1036.17, flax 561.54, lentils 837.10, oats 294.32, yellow peas 382.89, feed wheat 223.56. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange, hard red spring wheat for December is down five and a quarter cents to seven dollars and sixty-five and a quarter cents a bushel. Next is the livestock report. 
the Saskag Today Livestock Reports on your voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn Livestock 842-4574. Now in the Livestock Quotes. Heartland Livestock Market Report. It's Brett Jensen reporting from the Swift Current Yards. Last week in our regular sale, we had 350 head on offer, and here's how it went. Good cows traded from 125 to 135 with sales up to $1.55. Medium cows were 90 to $1.20. The good bulls, they were bringing 150 to 175. Hefferets and feeding cows traded from 180 up to 237. This week, September the 28th, that's Thursday at 9.30 a.m., we're going to have 2,000 head of calves and and yearlings on offer. And then next week on Thursday will be October the 5th with our first straight calf sale for the season. What an exciting time to be in the livestock industry. Let's put your cattle in front of this very competitive buyer's row. You can give Lee, Brett, Donnie, or John a call at 773-3174. Canada's source for quality, Heartland Livestock and Swift Current. The latest pork prices are at $210.11 per CKG. Up next, the Resource Report. It's the Saskag Today Resource Reports on 620 CKRM. Here's Ryan Young. Now the Resource Report, brought to you by Mazank Fuels, your local branded Petro-Canada wholesaler for over 40 years. Fill up the tank, call Mazank, 306-721-6667. Saskatchewan Agriculture Minister David Merritt is leading a delegation to Mexico to advance trade and investment opportunities in the agriculture and mining sectors. Members of the Saskatchewan Trade and Export Partnership will attend the Food Tech Summit and Expo in Mexico City. It attracts 20,000 buyers, investors and experts in the agri-foods industry. They will also meet with agri-food companies on the sidelines of the summit. Merritt will also meet with some of Mexico's prominent mining companies and investors to promote the province's own mining sector. Saskatchewan's top three exports to Mexico are canola oil, canola seed, and non-Durham wheat. The delegation will be down there until Friday. On the markets, the TSX is up 26 points, 19,806. Dow is down 37 points to 33,926. Oil is down 27 cents at $89.76 per barrel, and the Canadian dollar is at 74.20 cents U.S. And that's the Resource Report. If you missed any segment of the show, you can tune in to the on-demand Sask Ag Today podcast, brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. And that's Monday's edition of SaskAg Today. I'm Ryan Young. Have a nice day. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide.